I wish I could have been at the beginning. I would have enjoyed the evening so much more. But you know, a celebration like this is a festival. And a, a, a festival is a sign of heaven. And I think, I don't know, but I, I sit and I listen and I speak and I hear and I'm, I'm with you in this just few hours. But it's like I've touched a sign of heaven because God is here and God brings us together as a community and that's how things are done. Things like Tyndale College, University and Seminary. Doesn't happen because there's one. It happens because we find one another and we share a vision. So I'm grateful to be able to come and just have my heart bursting with thanksgiving and gratitude for how God has worked. It's so awesome that we have no words to put around it, this journey. It's beyond, it's beyond words. There's a current of life that since the very beginning in those meetings between Brian and Margaret, a current of life which has been flowing first between them and then to their respective communities and their respective friends and to people that they had never met before and didn't even know. This current of life where a vision is gradually taking shape and we are gradually saying, I have to be part of it. When we're in a moment like this, it's like all the little irritations and all the terrible problems and so on of, of this journey, I mean, they were horrible, but they, they're all swept away and we're all just here with, with open minds and hearts. United together in what is most human and most divine. Because we're doing a work of God and we're only little human beings that are so small in the whole measure of things. But what we are doing is most human and most divine. So it's a time to recognize the journey and to give thanks. It's that journey from the other campus to meet the Sisters of St. Joseph at, Saint, at Morrow Park and then to allow Tyndale University College and Seminary to unfold. And uh, it's been a journey of over about 10, more than that, 10 years. And I look at you and at probably so many other people who have been a part of that because, you know, you and I are not spectators here tonight. We're all part of what's happened and what's happening. Everybody has said yes to the vision. And that makes me part of the vision and part of the celebration, which is a sign of heaven. I, would, I, I was thinking of the word mirabilia dei. It's an old Latin phrase. 
Henry Nouwen used to say, we use Latin because it's the language that no one understands. Uh, the Mirabilia Dei, which is the wonderful works of God. And as I've walked tonight, as I've talked and listened to people, that's coming, that we're celebrating the Mirabilia Dei, the wonderful, wonderful works of God. So let's unwrap just a little bit the gift of this celebration. And I'd like to tell one story, and then I would like to just talk about two of the, of the gifts of this night, the celebration of this night. And those gifts are generosity and gratitude. I'd like to tell the story, and I'll try to make it brief, but it's about the cathedral in Milan. It was somebody's vision in the 13th century to build a beautiful cathedral in the center of Milan. And it took five centuries to build it. So it was finished in the 18th century. And uh, as you know, or maybe don't know, I didn't know, but uh, so many people that saw it and then saw something else and then saw something else and the vision grew and more people were able to be touched and to be able to come and worship and give thanks. So this magnificent work, which started somewhere with the Holy Spirit speaking into the heart and mind of somebody like Lily, who said, maybe God is going to give this campus to Tinville, uh, that that vision started for the Milan Cathedral. And there's a story told about three of the people who were working on the cathedral. There were three bricklayers. And uh, so they were at their job and they were working. And one day a man came along and he said to the first one, what are you doing? And the man said, I'm laying bricks. He said, thank you. So he went along a little farther and he met a second man and he said, what are you doing? And the man said, I'm laying bricks because I'm supporting my wife and my family. He said, thank you, that's noble. And he went along a little farther and he met a third man and he said, so what are you doing? The man said, I'm building a marvelous cathedral. He said, hundreds of years from now, after I'm dead, people will come and worship. It's a, it's a place where God will be worshiped long after I'm gone. And I, I think they have about 1,200 visitors a day. So here we are, uh, how many centuries later, eight centuries later, and today probably in the Milan Cathedral, there were 1,200 or so people who came to worship God. The Mirabilia Dei and the vision which is received and, and carried and grows and somebody else adds something and then somebody else makes that happen and, and so on and we pile it on and God's kingdom is built in the hearts and the minds of so many people. So let's talk about generosity because it was people who, who have hearts that are open who caught that vision and who said, this is a vision worth working for because hundreds of years from now, when we're gone, there are still gonna be people learning 
who God is. And they're going out to announce that good news to so many others. I'd like to say just a word. Brian mentioned it, and, and it was a beautiful story at the beginning, but in the early 80s, um, sorry, in the late 80s and the early 90s, uh, Brian uh, and, and Lily had this, version of this vision, but it was held very much in his heart for a long time. And for me, I trust that very much. I think God works slowly. You know, we think of 35 billion years that our genes have been floating in the universe until that moment when our genes came together and God rejoiced because you and I were born. So they held the vision and it was just working in their hearts. It was just held there in the sacred ground of their spirits. And I trusted a lot until the day that Brian finally got out of the snowstorm and met Margaret. And they were both leaders in very, very different situations. And both of them were, I would say, charismatic leaders. They were working with God's spirit within them. They were not afraid to take risks. They were not afraid to listen. And they had those generous hearts, hearts that were open to the more. As they talked and went back to their respective groups, the germs began to germinate. And I can tell you that, I, I can't tell you how many sisters have talked about the early days of the people from Tyndale coming over and the meetings and the tours and the luncheons and the, and the respect and just the joy and the dedication and the, the ability to talk through how something like this could happen between us. Could I ever have imagined when I was a hundred years ago younger, uh, that, that we would be working, uh, Catholics and evangelical people working together and, and collaborating to make something beautiful happen for God. Could never have imagined it. And you know, as sisters, we were sort of protected, so, so we had our walls. I had a lot of walls. And, you know, I was right. So I didn't need to do much else because... And, you know, in those years, the, I don't know what happened, but not only the walls fell down, but sometimes I felt like I was naked. I, I, it was like everything was taken away of all those ancient prejudices. And that God brought me so many beautiful friends and so many beautiful acquaintances and so much depth of spirituality and of growth. The respect and the dignity and the care with which those people negotiated and planned and listened 
and brought in the lawyers and brought in the architects and brought in all those people. Just imagine the process of making it all happen. And there were people willing to do it because there was a vision that was generating that was going to bring God's good news for hundreds of years. I have to say that as the sisters learned this, that this was what we were doing, that we had to sell our mother house, that we were diminishing greatly, there was a loss there, a huge loss. I remember Sister Marie Zaley, who was in her 90s. She didn't want us to lose this building. <laughs> she was always very mm, in your face, and she was very clear about what she thought. And uh, I'm sure she marched down to Margaret's office <clears throat> and gave Margaret a piece of her mind. And she kept telling us, I'm going to be carried out of that chapel. Don't you dare move me. I'm going to be carried out of this job. Thankfully, she died before we left. But <laughs> you would have been graced with her presence through it all. She would never have left. <laughs> but it was a huge decision for us. This was our home. And uh, there was a huge loss. And we had to grieve. And we had to learn how to grieve in a good way and not be uh, too disappointed. So we had some challenges along the way. And uh, there came a moment when, when we really wanted to say, how will we do this so that as we leave, we can leave a spirit behind that's a good spirit and that will carry people forward and not make them feel guilty because we have to give up our home. And I think we, we did really try quite hard to fill this place with the spirit of our own lives and our gifts and, and our prayerfulness and our love of God and just really, really trust that those who were coming would not just receive that spirit, but would make it grow and would pass it on to others. And I, that's what I see. That's all I can say. I think it's happened. It's not because we did something wonderful. It's just that that was given to us to say, let's leave it well. <clears throat> I just want to say tonight we're celebrating this moment of a vision of heaven and uh, it's not complete yet here, but you've really come a long way. I, I want to just congratulate you, though I don't think it's going to take five centuries to do it. And uh, I just want to congratulate you on the speed with which you've done it. The second thing I wanted to say a word about tonight was gratitude. And just as those, that gentleman in the Milan Cathedral had that vision, and he worked his life, he gave his life for that vision and participated in it. I would like to say that everything is gift. Everything. We didn't ask to be born. We didn't... It's gift. We didn't ask for all the beauty and goodness and the good news that we've received and the fullness of our lives. It's all gift. And 
I, I just have an image that when we thank God, God must be so happy because most of the time we're saying, could you please do this or that? I need you so badly, I'm sinking, please help me. Please, please give us what we need, please, please. And I think if somebody says thank you, God must say, Phew. thank goodness. So I don't know how to inspire this, but I think it's already here. And I hear it in all the talks and in all the people who are, who are talking about it. But I don't think there's anything that's terribly more important than being grateful and really letting our lives speak that gratitude by the integrity of how we live, of saying, it's not complete, I am not complete, but it's enough. And a lot can happen. Thank you. I wish I could just be like so-and-so. Let's not get into it. Who you are, who I am, it's a basket case. It's a disaster, but it's enough. And can't we get up in the morning and say, thank you for what you've given me. And today I'm going to live out of that to the fullness instead of wishing or moaning because I haven't realized something else. The goodness and the generosity and the the, the everything that has gone into this transformation and into this journey, we have nothing to do but to be grateful. God is and is at work. God is speaking into our hearts, inspiring those people who have carried it on the ground, those staff and the uh, people in Tyndale who are giving the message of hope to students and to others beyond the students in their hopes, homes and in their lives. God has given that vision and is creating that vision, and it's enough. So let us remember to thank God. And I wish we could find other words. I, I, I wish there were other words, gratitude and thank you, and then where do you go? But just in awe to say how marvelous you are. And you have graced us with gifts that are beyond our, our telling. Those that who don't live in the campus and who don't work on the campus, those that have given the gift of money and time and volunteer service and support and love, those of you who have donated and given yourselves in that way should know that the people 100 years from now might not be able to name you, but their lives will be changed because of you. And our task is to continually give thanks and then to get up in the morning and to say, what can I do with my precious little life today? What can I do and how can I give it in gratitude so that others can live? This is, this is such a gift, such a gift to get up, to be able to live the day and to have a little bit 
to share and to give in loving kindness, in forgiveness, in generosity, in hope, and in carrying a vision that our God wants us to live and to act out of for others. This is our task and this is our blessing. So I would, I would just say thank you uh, in gratitude for what you have done to make this possible. It couldn't be more beautiful and it couldn't be better. It's so amazing. And I think also that we should try to thank God tonight. And I was just gonna ask if, Robert, if you'd come up and give me a hand. I, I want to uh, just invite us to give thanks with a, with a song. And Robert said he'd help me. <laughs>